Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. It would be, well, let's put it this way, very, very difficult to have missed all of the massive media coverage of Buena Regional High School wrestler Andrew Johnson over the last week or so. The sophomore wrestler was told right before the match by the referee, well, he was given a choice. If uh, he wanted to compete and wrestle, he would have to cut his hair, or he could just basically forfeit his match. (laughs) As you've seen from the video, Johnson decided to have his dreadlocks shorn from his head. Now, the reaction from all over has been one of total outrage, especially when it was reported that the referee had been reprimanded just a couple of years ago uh, for using a racial slur in relation to one of his officiating colleagues. And in this case, because Andrew Johnson is African-American, there were all sorts of suggestions of racism. And again, if you saw the video, you see Johnson, who sported dreadlocks, having his head shorn rather rather unceremoniously right before his match, which, by the way, he went on to win, and that win decidedly helped his team win the wrestling meet. This particular incident has all sorts of layers and angles to it, and to that end... I've asked Matt Stanmeyer of uh, NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, who's been covering this incident, to come on this morning to sort through all of this and to give us the latest news. Uh, Matt, good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Edge. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Now, you know, Matt, as I said, this has all sorts of unusual angles to it, uh, and it's obviously a very delicate, sensitive matter. Uh, And I'm curious, uh, you know, the latest I had heard was that the uh, New Jersey State Interscholastic Athletic Association, the, the governing body of uh, high school sports in the state of New Jersey, they've already sent this case or incident over to the New Jersey Division on Civil Rights. Um, my first question is, is that something that's unprecedented with high school sports? Um, not in New Jersey, because uh, a few years back, about five years ago, the New Jersey Athletic Commission um, implemented a sportsmanship policy that uh, one of the, the big stipulations was that if there are any racial or bias incidents that take place in at high school sporting events, whether on the field, in the stands, um, with, with among the coaching staff, whatever it may be, those complaints would be forwarded to the state's Division on Civil Rights, uh, which is housed in the New Jersey Attorney General's office. Um, so that, that's pretty, that's standard uh, procedure. Um, so in this case, that, that's exactly what happened. Um, once it was decided that there could be uh, bias intent in this incident, it was passed along to the Division on Civil Rights, 
and now they are serving as like the primary investigatory body. Um, so everybody is, is basically waiting to see what they find and what they determine. And uh, from that point forward, that will dictate how a lot of this unfolds. Okay, and that's my next question, obviously, Matt, is, you know, what, is there a time frame for all this to, to be resolved? Uh, I mean, obviously the wrestling season is underway. Uh, what, what do you think is going to happen? What, what are they, have they promised a decision at some point soon, or are they going to take their time with this? I believe they're going to take their time with it. I've uh, spoken to the spokesperson for the Division on Civil Rights, and um, like all investigations that they undertake, they've been pretty tight-lipped about how this will unfold. Um, they haven't given a timeline. Um, what I've gathered is that they, they want this to be thorough. They want to make sure that they do their due diligence and allow uh, all parties involved to uh, speak on what, what actually happened that, that night of the wrestling match. Um, so I, I believe they're going to take their time, but it, it sounds like we will probably be able to expect some sort of decision uh, within a couple weeks. Now let's talk about the referee, uh, Alan Maloney. Um, first of all, am I correct in surmising that he has not said anything uh, uh, about these uh, charges uh, at all? I mean, he hasn't spoken either personally or through a spokesman like an attorney. Is that correct? That's correct as far as I know. We've, we've made several overtures to um, speak to him and to uh, get his voice out there. We like, like a lot of people, we'd, we'd like to hear from him and uh, hear what he, what he has to say about how this situation unfolded because there's still a lot of gray area. And so we have uh, made uh, several, several overtures to him to try to get him to speak to us. And, and to this point we've been unsuccessful and I've not seen him, uh, you know, speak to any other media outlets out there. Okay, and, and uh, as I mentioned briefly in the opening, uh, and we're talking with Matt Stanmeyer of uh, uh, NJ Advanced Media, the, there was an incident unrelated to uh, uh, actually a wrestling meet or a tournament, but something happened between Maloney and one of his officiating colleagues at some sort of, I don't know, get-together or, or, or a party or something where allegedly he used the N-word, uh, and, and that caused uh, some people concerned, saying, well, obviously this guy has a problem. Uh, he's, he's obviously a racist. Is, can you add any more about what happened with that and, and whether that's relevant to this situation? Um, yeah, so in 2016, there was an incident after a youth wrestling tournament um, that's held every year down in Wildwood, New Jersey. It's a big tournament. And after uh, the, the tournament, there was a gathering where several officials were um, um, at the same place, hanging out at a social uh, gathering. And um, this was all reported by the Courier Post in South Jersey. This was their original reporting from 2016. And um, at that time, there was a disagreement. Some words were exchanged, and Maloney allegedly used a racial slur uh, directed at a person of color during that social gathering. Uh -huh. uh, from that point, it got physical, um, according to the Courier Post reporting, and uh, the person of color, you know, slammed Maloney to the ground. Um, so as we've reported on this story, you know, the last high-profile incident where Alan Maloney was in the news, it was him using this racial slur, um, which was reported on by several different outlets. Um, you know, people uh, can kind of you know, take from that what they may. But there was no, was there any punishment or, or, uh, or follow-up on this, just that I mean, this happened and that was it two, two three years ago? 
Yeah, this was in 2016. You know, he was never formally uh, reprimanded by the NJSIA, as far as we know, by the State Athletic Association. Uh, there were some hearings there, there, um, among the officials' chapters, um, and uh, he, he was reprimanded. But uh, as far as we know, he was—he never missed any matches, or was never, you know, formally punished. Where, um, you know, the State Athletic Association or, or anybody stepped in and said, you know, you can't officiate for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and again, this is a, a fascinating story. It's disturbing, obviously, for a lot of different reasons. And friends, we will take your calls for for Matt uh, Stanmeyer or myself at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. If you have thoughts or observations or suggestions as well, as I said, this this incident has generated so much national media attention, uh, and it's going to be curious to see how this is resolved. Uh, for example, Matt, I know that the uh, the Buena Regional High School. Uh, Board of Education met uh, a week or so ago, and they basically decided that uh, they are not going to send any of their wrestlers to any wrestling tournaments or have any meets, uh, let their kids go to any meets, compete in any wrestling meets, if, if Al Maloney is working at any of those. Uh, that sounded rather unprecedented, uh, and I also wonder how, how that, that's even, even allowable, if you can pass a, a rule like that. Um, the, the the state athletic association allows you know schools to to make decisions like that, and um, you know no one has contested that at that point because of how um, how contentious the situation was with uh, Alan Maloney and Buena. Yep. Um, the, the the board passed that resolution last week, um, and and as I said, it doesn't seem like anyone's contesting that. And and further, um, you know, one of the the mo- more recent um, moves in this case has been. The, the officials association or the officials chapter where Alan Maloney works has um, agreed that they will not assign him to any matches until this investigation process has unfolded. Um, you know, one can assume that this is so that there's, you know, not a spectacle and that it doesn't affect the wrestlers on the mat. Um, so he, he will not be working anyway until the, the division on civil rights at least um, renders its decision here. Um, so we're, we're, we're not going to, we're not expecting to see him, you know, out on the wrestling mat anytime soon. Yeah. I, I and I guess, I mean, that's to be expected that, uh, obviously the emotions are raw right now. A lot of, a lot of concern. Uh, let me come back to Maloney because he, he is at the center of this firestorm. And, and I, I just have to say, Matt, it just seems so odd to me that he has not offered any statement, any explanation, any defense, uh, and and I think that's what people would like to know. Okay, what's your point of view? People in this country obviously know there's always two sides to a story. What happened? You're the ref. You, you're an experienced ref. What happened here? Uh, you know, I, I know, I gather there have been colleagues of his who I gather have not put their name out there because they're obviously fearful of recrimination, but there are some officials who have sort of come to Maloney's defense and said, look, he was just following... The rule book. The rule book says if you if you have long hair that that touches your your collar, your shirt collar, or it goes over your earlobe, I mean you have to put on either some sort of cap or protective gear uh, because it is a safety factor if the hair is too long. Uh, and if you don't do that, well, your option is to just uh, not wrestle and forfeit the match. Uh, that's how the book. That's how I believe the rule book reads. Is is that your sense as well? Uh, yes, that that's. That's in the rules, and the rules are set by the National Federation for State High School Associations. They, right. they yeah. come up with the wrestling rules that the, the state associations follow. 
And um, they, they clearly say that, you know, if, if, if the, the hair in its natural state extends below the earlobe on the sides or touches the top of a normal shirt, it's required to be secured in a legal hair cup. Now, uh, nowadays, the legal hair cover is, is an actual different piece where it connects to the headgear. Um, and it, it attaches to the ear guards. Mm-hmm. And so we interviewed some coaches who said, this is a relatively new piece of equipment, and um, you can't necessarily just go to Dick's Sporting Goods and find it there. And plus, it, it's it's pretty expensive. Um, not all wrestlers um, are, are using it yet, even though it is, it is required by the National Federation rules. And um, as far as Alan Maloney goes, you know, we, we're working on a story now that um, will be on NJ.com and in the Star-Ledger real soon, um, about Alan Maloney, and we've reached out to, you know, several people down in South Jersey who know him well, and uh, the people that we've spoken to at this point speak really highly of him, and they say that this is a guy who has dedicated his life to wrestling. He's dedicated his life to the sport. He was a high-level wrestler himself um, at Edgewood High School in South Jersey. Um, he was uh, he has a son who was a, a, a very good wrestler as well at Eastern High School in South Jersey. Uh, and is now a, a high school wrestling coach himself. Mm-hmm. And um, Alan Maloney also, um, at one time, was uh, in charge of molding the cadet officials. So the younger officials who are training in, uh, to be wrestling officials, Alan Maloney has worked with those guys to really train them and teach them the rules. So some of the people that we talked to said that's one of the reasons why Alan is really by the book, because it's his job to mold the next generations of, of wrestling officials who are coming up. So um, there's a lot of you know, you may not hear their voices as loudly as this coverage unfolds, but there are a lot of people who are supporting Alan and saying that he he did the right thing here, um, well, and, and this was uh, what 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 the rules called for. Let me let me take a pause. Here. We're talking with Matt Stanmeyer of NJ Advanced Media, you know, Star Ledger and uh, NJ dot com. We're getting this the, as you hear from Matt's reporting. A lot of this is becoming to take take form and take shape, and. Um, yeah, uh, let me, uh, Matt, let's take a pause here and do some commercials. Dave Uram has the update. Uh, when we come back, we'll take calls at one 337 6666 Stay with me. And welcome back to the Sports Edge, everyone. I'm Rick Wolf. Uh, my guest this morning is Matt Stanmeyer of NJ Advance Media, the Star Ledger, NJ.com. Uh, Matt's been on the show before. He does terrific investigative reporting, particularly in the world of high school sports. And this morning we're talking about this controversial edict uh, handed down by a wrestling official, basically telling a high school wrestler uh, a week or so ago, either, look, you can't, you have dreadlocks, uh, you can't wrestle with the hair length. Uh, either you put it in a cap, uh, some sort of protective, uh, you know, uh, hair net, or you're gonna have to forfeit the match. And, and the kid, and you've seen the video. The kid looks so shaken, so forlorn. Uh, he decided to have uh, the trainer shave off his dreadlocks, and and the kid went on to uh, resolve himself. Went on to win his his match. But it, it's ca- caused a tremendous amount of of outrage and and concern. Um, uh, and Matt, before I get to the calls in a second, I just have to ask you this, Andrew Johnson, the wrestler for uh, Bueno uh, Regional High School, he had wrestled earlier this year in another match, correct? And, and there was no, he wasn't wearing any sort of protective headgear of that, right? He, he, he wrestled with his dreadlocks. Uh, what, what, we, he has, 
Um, and, and what we know at this point is that he wrestled without incident during that tournament. Um, we, we interviewed uh, the opposing coaches uh, from other teams that were at this uh, tournament, and what they said is that they just they don't remember really anything of note happening. Yeah. Um, and the school district, um, the, the Buena Regional School District, has come out and said that he, he wrestled without incident during those meets. Um, we were told that he had a hair cover um, that he did wear, um, but we're just not sure what type it was, you know, what, uh, what modifications were made to it. Um, but the, I guess the key point is that he had wrestled before this season and he had wrestled without incident. Okay. And I think that's somewhat relevant to this because, you know, apparently he'd done this and, and before, and, and as you said, without incident. Now, for those who aren't familiar with high school wrestling and the rules and why there's such a concern about the hair length, uh, this is all about safety. And, and, and obviously, if the, 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 the wrestlers are competing and obviously they're grappling with each other and somebody pulls somebody's hair by accident, uh, that can be you know, considered uh, extraordinarily dangerous uh, and, and injurious to the, the kid with the long hair. The same way kids aren't allowed to have earrings, uh, they can't have a, 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 wear a crucifix or a Star of David around their neck. You know, this is all about safety, and, and that's what this is all about. Uh, and again... This is something that most high school coaches and wrestlers understand and accept. Uh, but again, it, it's you know the way this went down, the way uh, the, the incident was portrayed in the media, it sounded as though that this kid was just being uh, persecuted in such a way that he was unaware of the possible consequences of having to have his, his dreadlocks either uh, put into a cap, into a, some sort of protective gear, or to be cut off. And that's that's where I think a lot of people are been really taken with the emotion of this. Anyway, let, let's get some calls and reaction about this. One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's let's go uh, to Jack Smithlin over in Fairlawn. Jack, you have coached high school wrestling, so you're pretty familiar with the ins and outs of all this, correct? Uh, yeah, you know, Rick, I, I certainly am, and and you know, it's funny because when the incident occurred. Uh, I called a very dear friend of mine who was a great wrestler in high school and is now a fantastic, you know, one of the best coaches um, ever in Fairlawn Wrestling, a guy named Jamie Pizakane. And uh, Jamie informed me that one, and, and I, I kind of knew this, that the referee did everything by the book. He really did. You know, my question is why? You know, when other referees allowed this kid to wrestle, and, you know, in all my years of wrestling and all my years of coaching, and I understand that it's a safety situation, but in all my years of wrestling and coaching, um, nobody's ever gotten hurt by hair. You know, nobody's had kids. The wrestlers know that it is a violation to pull somebody's hair, so therefore they stay away from pulling people's hair. And, you know, for this, for this wrestler to have wrestled before, and no one had said anything or done anything, whether it was in a cap or tied back or whatever, I would imagine he proceeded with the same procedure that he used in previous wrestling matches. My question is, the referee did everything right, but for what reason, you know? I mean, there's just something very fishy about the whole thing. And, you know, being that the guy was, you know, accused of racial statements years before, and I, I, I don't know if that's it. Maybe he was trying to prove a point. Who knows? But it, it just doesn't seem kosher. <laughs> it doesn't seem right. 
you know, and it, it's a, it, you know, it's a great topic. And, you know, and I remember reading about it. I watched the video. It was very sad to watch this kid have to get his hair cut off. But also when I was coaching, we had a girl wrestler. You know, I had mentioned this uh, to you before, but we had a girl wrestler that she kept her hair straight when she knew that it was going to be a problem. And she was a district champion, went on to win matches at the regional level. I mean, the kid was just, she got in, she just recently got into the Fairlawn Hall of Fame. And, you know, it never caused a problem. So why would this referee bring it to attention when, well, didn't he think about what it was going to cause or... Jack, I, don't, I don't get it. Jack, I don't get you, it. let me ask you a question, because you and I were talking about this uh, just recently. And, and uh, under New Jersey wrestling rules, the referee does norm, the, normally does not get there early to go through the weigh-in and, and check the kids no. then. They, he shows up for when no, the meet actually d- starts, right? Right. He does not. For dual meets, he does not. I believe during tournaments, you know, um, districts, when the state tournament starts, there must be a referee there to, because all the teams weigh in at the same spot yeah. and at the same time, and the referees have to be there to to, to witness the weigh-ins. But what happens normally is that a referee will not show up for weigh-ins. The two coaches will weigh in and observe and question any questions that they have. Yeah. You know, his hair might be too long or whatever. His nails might be. T- but then the referee will come in. And he will go into both locker rooms separately, inspect, tell the rules, and then move to the next uh, um, locker room and speak to well, the other team. That's my so, point. I mean, if, 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 if it's standard procedure where the high school ref doesn't show up early for the inspection and for the weigh-in, then, I mean, if that right. happened in this case, then, then all this could have been done way in advance. There wouldn't be that exactly. video of, of a kid being told, you got a choice here, either cut your hair or don't right. wrestle. But, I mean, that could have been done. And it, it, the other thing, too, which I understand, is the opposing coach uh, you know, could have said early on to the Bueno regional coach saying, this kid's got dreadlocks. I, I think that's a, that's a violation of, of the rules. So a lot but of this— But also— Go ahead. Keep going. I said, Sorry. That, that, that's, a, that's a violation of the rules, and, and you know, he, has to, he has to understand we have rules here. They may not be enforced that often, but the fact that the other coach didn't say anything, apparently, maybe that's, that's you know, he's at fault, too. Well, yes, and, and, but also there's, just like every other sport, there's strategies. You know, one of the things that happens, and I had mentioned this to you, is that, you know, ref, uh, coaches have strategies involved when, you know, they want, they look at the other team and they match up their wrestlers to see who's going to win and who has a possibility of losing yep. and everything, and they control the meet. So a coach with strategy might have waited to the last second in order to bring this to the referees. You know, it, it all depends. Or, you know, the only two people that could have brought this to anybody's attention was the other coach yep. who didn't want that kid wrestling his kid. Yeah. Or the referee. Yeah. You know, nobody else is going to say anything. So, Jack, it, I tell, it's, a, it's a tough situation. It's very tough. And, and I thank you for all your, your insight and, and your research on this. It's greatly appreciated. Well, J- Jamie Pizekane helped a lot because the rules do change over the years. And, you know, he talked about a, a certain kind of net for your hair now that's not a, others are not approved and there's only one type that's approved. Right. So it's a, it's right. a tough situation here. But Jack, great topic, Rick. Th- thank you, As Jack. Always. We'll talk soon. Take care. You're, you're more than welcome, Rick. Thanks, Jack. That's Jack Smithlin, of course. And, Matt, you know, let's, let's go back to the situation. 
you know, I, I, you know, if we go down that pathway that it's it's customary or traditional for the high school refs not to show up until the for a dual meet until the meet sort of gets ready to go, you wonder like, well, how come somebody didn't say something early on here? Or uh, I think you mentioned that 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 uh, the Johnson kid had wrestled in a tournament earlier this year, so clearly other referees had seen his hair length. Right, Rick, and that that's one of the really crucial points here that we're all still trying to figure out and that we don't have clarity on because the uh, Johnson family, the, the, the parents, issued a statement through their attorney that they have, Dominic uh, Speziali of Philadelphia, and they alleged that Maloney was late to the weigh-ins and um, he, he missed the weigh-ins altogether. Mm-hmm. And um, they said when he did evaluate Andrew pre-match, he failed to raise any issues with the length of his hair or the need to wear a hair covering. So... Um, the first time that uh, Andrew Johnson was told that his his um, hair covering was not in compliance was when he was on the match right before on the mat right before his match took place. Yeah. Um, so so that's that's something we're really trying to figure out. You know, was Alan Maloney late to the match? Did he did he miss weigh-ins? Did he miss that crucial period where you're supposed to raise these potential issues with uh, the wrestlers? Because that's the time when they check the skin, they check the nails, the hair, the facial hair. And uh, typically, if there's a problem, it's raised then well in advance of the match. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a major issue in this. one eight seven seven three three seven six 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 six. 337 6666 Let's go to, uh, to E. Frank out in Astoria. Good morning. You're on the fan. Yes, uh, good morning. Uh, I have uh, to weigh in on this uh, matter because uh, actually uh, I come from a, uh, uh, a school league called the uh, I did not play any specific sports back uh, in 19 in the uh, middle uh, 80s. Uh-huh. The Catholic High School Athletic League has uh, similar rules, and they're also similar for the Public uh, School Athletic League of the Department of Education of the City of New York. Right. That you you do have to be groomed in a certain way. You do have to be uh, your nails cut and so on. But the issue here it seems to be that there was lack of timing. This is my opinion only because you've covered everything as best as you can. But I'm looking at it from another point of view. I'm looking at it from the point of view of situations that involve the school itself where they have their rules and regulations. And with the, this wrestler, this young man is competing in, the situation did not allow for, I mean, it could be an e- illegal to cut uh, the, the, re- the wrestler's hair in that fashion because the rules are very specific, but they have not stated as of yet the reason why they did it like that or the reason why they, they are not explaining to the public at any level or at this point why well, they did that. Well, they, they, it's all, and I hear what you're saying, and I think you're making a very valid observation this all comes under the, the realm of safety, that the reason, again, that they look at a kid's fingernails, they look at his facial hair, they look at if he's wearing any jewelry, this kind of stuff, and the hair length, it's all under the cap of safety. Uh, the, as Jack Smithland just pointed out, you know, for many, many years, kids have wrestled, uh, even female wrestlers, with long hair, and nobody's really heard of any real concern or safety issues. But the fact of the matter is that's still there for a reason, uh, and, you know, if you, for example, as Jack pointed out, if you pull a kid's hair in a wrestling match, you're going to get penalized for doing that. So it's not in, the, in, in our, an opponent's best interest to, to do that. But the fact is, those are the rules. All the coaches know the rules. Uh, they, they are, all the referees know the rules. 
the, the question seems to be one of, okay, if those are the rules, why did everybody wait so long until right before the kid came out on the mat to wrestle that it was suddenly enforced? And that's where we just, uh, as Matt Stammeyer has been pointing out, we don't have an answer yet, and we're waiting for that answer uh, to come forth. And, anyway, Frank, thank you for the call. And, Matt, let's talk about this. I mean, you know, I'm sure if I'm a wrestling coach in New Jersey, if I'm at or any state, I, I got to be, you know, or a referee, I'm wondering, well, what, what do we do now? What, what is the rule? What do we do? How do we progress with this so we don't repeat this kind of situation again? Well, I think, you know, and we've already spoken to a, a number of coaches around the state and, uh, and officials for that matter, and mm-hmm. this is definitely on the forefront of their minds now. Uh, we spoke to an official at a tournament last weekend who said that he went out and bought illegal hair covering and now carries that with him to matches just in case something like this ever arises again this season. You know, forget relying on the, the, the team or the coaches to have one. That official is going to have one um, that, that's legal. So this is something that people are really um, talking about now and, and have their eyes on. Um, and, again, there's still a lot of questions about what went on at that match on, uh, on December 19th. Um, there have been some coaches that, that, that question how long Andrew Johnson's hair was to begin with. Did it extend below the earlobes? Did yeah. it extend to the top of the shirt? Did it even need to be cut? Um, so you're hearing a lot of, of, of speculation on that end. And, again, we still haven't heard from Alan Maloney. We don't know his thought process or what was going through his mind when he made that decision. But uh, just to reiterate, what we do know um, from speaking to people about Alan is that he's a stickler for the rules. He follows the rules to a T, and, um, and, and that's something you can expect from him pretty much every match. All right, we're talking with Matt Stanmeyer of uh, New Jersey Advanced Media. We're going to take a pause here, uh, do an update. When I return, we'll continue our conversation and try to you know, sort through all the various issues here and try to get some, some sense of resolution. one 337 And back here on the Sports Edge, hey, don't forget at 9 o'clock this morning, it is football Sunday with Mark Melusis and Dave Deal. Of course, this is the uh, last football weekend for Jets and Giants fans. I'm sure that uh, Dave and Mark will have lots of thoughts and insights what happens next uh, to the Jets and to the Giants uh, over the course of the offseason. I'm talking right and by the way, I want to remind you, of course, check out my, my website at AskCoachWolf.com. And you can always follow me at Twitter at AskCoachWolf as well. Uh, my guest this morning is Matt Stanmeyer of NJ Advanced Media. And we're talking about this high school wrestler who was basically told either he could cut off his, his dreadlocks right before a match or he would have to forfeit. And it's caused a lot of consternation and a lot of people, a lot of different opinions about this. And we're taking your calls at one 337 Matt, a couple of questions for you. I just want to make sure we cover everything here. First of all, the, the, uh, if you can sort of describe this, this new type of uh, uh, hair, protective hair gear, I, I gather it's sort of like a sock uh, and that I guess only Under Armour makes it. Can you describe it in more detail what it's like? You know, I have not even seen one myself, but the, the way that um, I'm, it, it's been explained to me is that it's a piece that attaches into the ear guards. Uh-huh. Excuse me. So that's the that's kind of the key component here. Whereas in the past, before that stipulation was required that it had attached to the ear guards, some wrestlers would just wear 
um, do rags or just um, like you know Nike hair caps that kind of looked like you know swim caps almost. Right. Uh, there are a lot of different things that they would use in the past before this this new rule went into effect that that actually required it to to connect into the ear guards. And the reason for that is that it's much tighter to the skin and it's harder to like grab a part of that if you're the opposing wrestler. Um, and, and so the whole point of the rule is just to make it more form-fitting to the head. Um, we do have a video on NJ.com um, in, in one of our posts about this, uh, this situation um, where we talked to a wrestler at a, at a match that had one, and uh, we, we actually took video of that. So if you go on NJ.com and look around, um, you'll be able to find that video where it, it shows exactly what this new legal hair covering looks like. Now, I, I, we talked about the fact that uh, the referee, Alan Maloney, has not said anything publicly, has not been forthcoming either to get his opinion across or to defend himself. Um, you've done an excellent job at painting a, a more substantial picture of this gentleman and his background in, in the world of wrestling. But let me ask you this, Matt. Is there, a, is there some sort of officials association for, for you know, wrestling officials in the state of New Jersey? Is, is some sort of body like that 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 perhaps should come forth and say something, or that does not exist? Uh, th- there are several, actually, and um, the chapter that Alan Maloney belongs to, because it's kind of divided into different chapters across the state because New Jersey's so big and there's so many people here, um, the South Jersey chapter that, that Alan Maloney uh, belongs to um, is also, as far as I've seen, no one from that chapter has spoken publicly. Um, some of that might be due to the fact that their numbers and contact information was um, readily assess- accessible online. And so that their, their contact information was posted by various um, organizations out there. And I was told that some of these, uh, the, these officials in this, in this referee chapter were like deluged with phone calls to the point where some of them had to even uh, turn off their phones or like change their number because mm. it got so out of control. Um, that may be part of the reason why we have not heard from them, but it is it is really um, surprising that no one from the officials chapter has come out with a statement or at least said how they're handling this internally, because that's a big question that we have. And in the past, when when referees have been at the center of the of a scandal, this happened just last year with um, uh, you know ref, referees during football for Monroe High School who um, protested uh, the the kids who were kneeling during the national anthem. And that officials chapter got got right out ahead of this. Um, in this case, everyone you know, a lot of people have gone silent, and it's made the reporting a, a lot more difficult. Um, and that's why there's so many um, questions that remain at this point. Now, Matt, you also mentioned to me this week that uh, there was another wrestler, I believe, from Freehold Township. Uh, kid was also African American, had dreadlocks. This happened last year, and he was also told either to cut his hair or forfeit a match. Uh, he decided not to cut his hair, and he did, in fact, forfeit the match. Is is that correct? Am I getting that? Uh, is that is that exactly what happened in that case as well? Uh, yeah, as far as we know, we don't know the specifics exactly of, of what happened in that situation. It's something that we've been trying to track down. Um, we've reached out to that wrestler who is who has since graduated uh, to try to get his uh, the story and, and his perspective on what happened. But we did speak to a coach. Who, who painted that picture for us? Yep. Um, so this is something that does happen, and even even earlier this year, it was not a, a, an African American wrestler, um, but but another wrestler in New Jersey was asked to cut their hair on on the side of the mat. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's something that does happen. And, you know, you know, wrestlers are a special breed. You know, it's a, it's a very different sport. It's a grueling sport. Um, there, there's a lot of different components there that you don't find in other sports. And um, cutting, cutting hair on the mat does happen from time to time, we're told. Um, but this situation uh, with, with, with Andrew Johnson having dreadlocks, it, it really struck a chord with a lot of people after they saw the image of what that looked like. No, I understand, and, and I'm, I'm trying to be very uh, sensitive and delicate about this, but again, as we've established throughout this hour, uh, the issue of hair length is something that's been around in wrestling circles for a good long time. I am sure every kid who goes out for a wrestling team in high school must at some point realize, I got long hair, or I have a ponytail, or I have dreadlocks, whatever it might be, that uh, that may become an issue as they get into actual competition. Uh, so I, I have to assume at some point during the course of the last few months, uh, Andrew Johnson, somebody somewhere had to say to this kid, you know, you may have to put that into uh, some sort of protective headgear, or you may have to get a cut or something. I just don't know. I also don't. I do not know whether or not dreadlocks are considered to be part of a cultural, uh, you know, situation uh, with African Americans as such that they have to, you know, there has to be some sort of reasonable accommodation for that as well. I just don't know, but it sure would be helpful if a, you know, either the one of the wrestling associations uh, spoke up or if uh, b Andrew Maloney, you know, gave his side of the picture as well. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait for the, uh, the civil rights people to, to in Jersey to, to make a determination here of what what's the next step. Is that is that your sense as well? Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think that you know it's this this unfolded right before the holidays, and um, you know there have been a lot of people out there. You know there, there have probably been a lot of people traveling. So it, I think it's a, it's impacted the news cycle with this story a little bit. Sure. Uh, where where maybe if this happened at a different time, things would have unfolded a little bit quicker. Um, there's a lot of reporting that we really are, are eager to uh, um, unveil on NJ.com and in the Star Ledger in the coming week, um, where, where we're going to be um, diving into some of those issues that you're talking about, um, particularly the, the cultural significance of dreadlocks is something that we want to expand upon, and also, um, you know, Alan Maloney, who this guy is, and and, um, and, and some of his past behaviors and, and how those may have shaped uh, his decisions um, during that match on on uh, December nineteenth, so there's a there's a lot here that we are are looking to dive into, and and again as you, as you mentioned the division on civil rights they're they're the main investigatory body at this point, so they're going to be probably dictating you know what happens to Al Manoli in his future as a as a refer as a referee, um, and as I said this is a guy who's dedicated his life he was a high level wrestler himself he's been a coach he's been a, an official for many years and. Uh, this wrestling, by all accounts, has been his life. Matt Stanmeyer of NJ Advanced Media, uh, you know, Star Ledger and NJ.com. Matt, uh, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for coming on this morning and, and providing some real insight and background on this rather perplexing situation uh, with this, this young wrestler at a Bueno Regional High School. Matt, thank you, and obviously we'll be tracking to see what happens with the uh, Division of Civil Rights and what they come up with in terms of a determination. Anytime, Rick. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. And Merry, uh, happy holidays. Obviously, Happy New Year. Matt Stanmeyer of NJ Advanced Media. Okay, let me take a pause. Stay with me. I'll be back with more after this.
Well, these are my questions regarding this uh, wrestling situation with this kid from Buena Regional High School. First of all, we have to wait to see what the Division of Civil Rights uh, in New Jersey has to say. What are their findings in this matter? And hopefully they'll get their, their answers very soon. Number two, it'd be very, very helpful if Alan Maloney, the official who ran the match, to get his side of the story, he has not spoken publicly yet, and we'd like to know what he has to say, particularly because he has a long history in the sport of wrestling. And three, whether all this will lead to new rules uh, regarding the sport of high school wrestling, whether that's in the offing as well. Okay, we'll have to see what happens in the weeks to come. Anyway, my thanks this morning to Dave Ettinger. Please stay tuned for Football Sunday. Have a happy and safe new year. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.